women have a unique role in creation. Women are the nurturers, the birth givers, the more spiritual of the genders. And Torah teaches that women have a special status. Join Mashi Lipska for the next hour as she expounds the Torah wisdom specific to women. Only on 101.9 High FM. Good Nerv Shabbos. Wonderful to be back with you. And what a Shabbos it is. We're all very aware that the Torah portion speaks to us, has messages for us on a daily basis, particularly the Torah portions that are read in the week and on the particular day that we find ourselves. And the Parsha this week speaks to us. It speaks to us as women and very beautifully reminds us that the entire nation is known as the wife of Hashem who married us at Sinai. And what he wants from us is a home. A man builds a house, a woman makes it into a home. And the entire nation is known as the wife, the daughter, the beloved one, the one to whom Hashem turns to make his house a home. And when you think of a home, what makes a beautiful home? You can have the most beautiful wallpaper, paintings, furniture, carpets, plants, chocolate on the table. But all of that has no life unless it has warmth. And warmth, welcoming warmth, light, an atmosphere, an energy is the most beautiful thing we can find. So there can be a small, humble, very modest home, but it's welcoming. Hashem, when he created the world, created the house. And he's relying on us to turn it into a home. What is a home? A home is a place where you feel comfortable. A home is a place where you express who you are, where you do not have to hide any aspect of your personality. The Parsha this week speaks about building a home, a mishkan for Hashem. A mishkan, a sanctuary, a holy place, holy, but very, very real. In the sanctuary, there was a table. In the sanctuary, there was a lamp. In the sanctuary, there was a place where the Torah was kept. The sanctuary is a model for us in our lives and our home to balance the physical and the spiritual and to imbue the physical with spiritual. What does this mean? This means that lofty, infinite God wants to dwell with us in the structures of natural life that he has created with us, imperfect human beings that he created. And when we make good choices, when we choose to uplift 
the ordinary or the seeming ordinary, that gives him the greatest nachas. In fact, the Parsha speaks so beautifully to us, but we're going to focus on the Menorah. We're going to focus on the light. You're listening to Conversations with Meshi only on 101.9 High FM. We meet on a special day. Today is the birthday of Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses. And we want to see what did Moshe accomplish that was unique to him, unique to his generation. When God created the world, it was filled with godly light. Light as a metaphor and light in a literal sense. Light is clarity. No pun intended, but light is power. Power is light. Light not only brings us an awareness of what's around us, but light illuminates the way forward. Light reveals what is there. The world is godliness. The world is being brought into being at all times by the word of God. But we don't see that. We see people. We see difficulty. We see a cloud. We see a tree. We see things that do not look godly. Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses, our teacher, on this day, as he was born, brought light, illumination. In fact, we're told that when this child was born, the house was filled with light. And that is not only in a literal sense, but becomes a metaphor for what Moshe accomplished and continues to accomplish particularly through the gift of Torah's Moshe, Torah of Moshe. In other words, Moses brought the Torah down, God's guidance and teaching, and that guidance that he expounded, that he gave to us, continues to illuminate the house, this world. In fact, there were many things that Moshe received orally and at that time was instructed to transmit orally, which was later written down or which sometimes continues to be revealed through great sages and scholars. All of that forms the guidance that God gave through Moshe, who brought light from the moment he was born and continued to do thro so throughout his life and continues to do so through his teachings till now. We have the map. We have the daily guidance for any situation in the world, in our lives, in our country, in our community. How do we react? How do we behave? With any object, with anything in our lives, the food, the clothing, the shelter, the business, there is a Torah way, a Moshe way to actually illuminate all these things, to live a life of purpose, 
to live a life of light. And in the Holy Temple, the Beit HaMikdash, which was preceded by the Mishkan, which was the tabernacle in the desert, there was a menorah. A menorah, of course, is the original symbol of the Jewish people before the Jewish star. We are a nation of light. What does the menorah teach us? Well, if we examine it, we will see that it was a candelabra with seven lamps. And these seven lamps branching out from the center allude to seven types of souls. And it's based on the seven emotions. The seven emotions that man has, loving kindness, discipline, compassion and splendor, fortitude, humility, bonding, and sovereignty. Each one of these branches indicates a way to bring light into the world. The menorah was not there primarily to bring light into the tabernacle and later into the holy temple. It is a symbol of bringing light into God's world, God's home. How do we illuminate God's home? In other words, how do we illuminate the world? We illuminate the world through illuminating ourselves and others. We illuminate the world by revealing what is already there. God created this world with loving kindness and the other six attributes. What are they? There's love. There's awe. There's compassion. There's endurance. There's appreciation. There's a sense of connection. And then there's sovereignty. There's an ownership. There's a communication. So for us, let's look at these seven branches. The first branch of chesed, of love, to love Hashem. Love is the cornerstone of creation, the cornerstone of Judaism. And we see it so clearly now throughout the world. What has the response been to the horrors of the Holocaust on the 7th of October? It has been love, love of life, love of the world, love which comes through tremendous, tremendous discipline and going outside of our natural selves. Jews don't like to fight. Jews don't like war. We find very clearly that our patriarch Jacob, clearly his gift was the gift of the voice, of prayer, of Torah, of love, of communication, of building family, and improving the world. 
Hakoel Kel Yaakov. But unfortunately, his brother, Esau, Esau was a hunter, a man of violence. Vahayodayim Yidei Esau. His hands, the hands are the hands of Esau. To sort things out with the hands was never the way of the Jewish people. But there comes a time when you have to override your natural emotions. It's with great pain and great difficulty that you do that. But it is in order that the love and the light in the world for all mankind should endure. We'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to Conversations with Mashi only on 101.9 High FM. I'm Mashi Lipsker, and we're highlighting, excuse the pun, the menorah in the tabernacle. We're speaking about seven branches. We're speaking about seven modes in godly service. The love of God, chesed, that's one branch. And we're speaking about that because of love, we sometimes have to access the next attribute, and that's gvura, restraint of love, restraint into discipline, which is what our soldiers are doing now in Israel. You know, when you see a child happily playing with fire, happily poking his fingers into an electricity plug or pushing a piece of metal in there, He's happy. And you walk over and you pull him away and you take away the matches he's playing with. He will cry. But because you love him, you have to stop his fun, as it were. You have to go against overt love, which you normally want to show. The Jewish nation is caught at the moment in exactly this. We are known for being a light unto the nations an example, a nation that brings knowledge, that brings healing, that brings technology. Anyone who's honest will look at the scientific advancements, will look at, even in the last 20 years, 30 years, let alone for the last 100 or 200 years, let alone for the last 3,300 years, what has been the contribution of the Jewish people and what is our track record? And those who wish to be nearsighted, this is a choice. But those who wish to be honest and to look at history in an honest fashion will see that we have always, from the time of Abraham, searched to make things better, to feed to clothe, to uplift, to pray for, to bring people closer to the light and love that we have to offer, the light and love that Hashem is. But the seven branches of the Menorah, they are seven types of Nishomas. And different souls excel in different branches, but all of them together make one holy glow. 
there are those who excel at love of Hashem, those at awe or fear, as it were, of the majesty of God, not in an unhealthy way, but in a way of recognizing that His glory fills the entire world. And if His glory fills the entire world, there is strength, there is power in His glory. The third attribute, connecting to Hashem through studying the Torah. Connecting through the glory of Torah, the Tiferes, the majesty of Torah. Finding love and awe through studying his Torah and blending them. There are those of us who connect to Hashem through overcoming obstacles that oppose godliness in the world. And perhaps most of us can relate to that. In each of our lives, there's pain. In each of our lives, there's loss. In each of our lives, there's a sense of challenge. But we illuminate the world through meeting the challenge, through overcoming the obstacle. Because essentially, in our hearts, there's a cry of, God, where are you? How could you have allowed this to happen? But we don't stay with the question. We begin to overcome the obstacles that block, that blind, that oppose godliness in this world. We don't sit with our pain. We do something which we're going to speak about shortly as this world being the world of action, of doing. And then we come to the fifth branch, those who appreciate Hashem's goodness, gratitude and humility and acknowledgement of God, which all of us start our day with, but many of us struggle with. But when it's the beginning of a new day, if we can center ourselves and say, if God brought me back for another day, Rabbah emunatecha, your trust in me is great, that I am going to make this day something special, unique. There are things for me to do in your world. I appreciate your goodness. I won't disappoint you. The sixth branch is pride in being Hashem's emissary in this world. And that is something that we can all cultivate. And sometimes it takes cultivating in another in order to recognize it in ourselves. You know, the central mitzvah that Rabbi Akiva cited is love your fellow as yourself. In truth, many of us in our generation struggle with liking, let alone loving ourselves. And therefore it isn't easy because we don't have the image of loving another. But at this point, I want to reshare something which I share so often. You know, we often get stuck 
we often get stuck in our disappointment. We're disappointed in others that they haven't delivered. We're disappointed in our lives. And I want to share with you something about the guidance of the Rebbe, which continues to reverberate and resonate in every aspect of our lives. As bride and groom, my then Chosen and I were privileged to have a yechidus, a private audience with the Rebbe, back in 1971. And amongst the things or the blessings that we asked for, I asked, and we wrote it into our letter, asked the Rebbe for a blessing to have a warm home. And the Rebbe stopped on that request. And both my husband and I remember that as the highlight of that audience, that Yechidus. And the Rebbe said, Um was ihr schreibt wegen hobmavaramahem. And what you write about having a warm home. Zet zu machen warm bei jenem. See to make it warm for the other. Wet bemele euch sein warm bei euch. And it will inevitably then be warm for you. Wie steht, as it is written, Kiner mitzvah v'teure euer. A mitzvah is a candle, and Torah is light. The Rebbe gave us an incredible gem. We want all of us to have a warm home. What is a warm home? Home is where the heart is. Home is where you don't have to hide any aspect of yourself. Home is your space. And the Rebbe said in order to have a warm home, it's not about lighting a physical fire. It's not about switching on the lights, if you have power. It's not about filling your home with objects that make you happy. It's by making others warm. And the Hebrew, the, the Yiddish word for others is also the, he, the Yiddish word for the other, one other. Start by making the other warm, one person. And it's quite obvious when you start your home, there's only one other person there. Make it warm for your significant other, and it will be warm for you. So often, communication fails because we use words. But action delivers. Whatever your love language and whatever your other's love language is. And we have many others in our lives, but there's that significant other. There may be a sibling. There may be an, a child, an offspring. There may be a student. Anyone that we're trying, a business partner, to bring warmth into that relationship, see to make it warm for the other. And the Rebbe didn't say, when you will make it warm. He said, see. Now, what is this see? In order to make it warm for the other, we have to see the other. And that, for us, is very difficult. We see ourselves. We see ourselves in every situation. We see ourselves, I want to be a good wife. 
I want to be a good mother. I want to be a good teacher. I want to be a successful business person. I want to be the good sister. In truth, what we're saying is that I'm finding it very hard to get past myself. Because what I really want is for my husband to feel that I'm a good wife. But I haven't seen him. And in order for me to be able to unlock what I want, I need to see the other. You want to be a successful teacher. It's not about the material. It's about the student. See the student. See the recipient. See the child. You want to be a good mother. What does that mean? You want to dress your child in pretty clothing. You want to be the mom who packs the best lunch. You want to be the mom who gives your child the best toys, the best stickers, the best technology, the best tablet. Come on. Is that really what your child wants? Is that really what your significant others, other wants? Your sibling, your business partner, your student? Never. Walk into a shop and see the cashier. Get into a lift and see the other people there. And look at these moments as gifts from God to bring light, to bring warmth, to change the world. Because that is what we are doing action by action. We need to be proud of being Hashem's emissary in the world. And that's the sixth branch. But in order to feel like a person, don't wait for it to come in on a silver platter from the other room. Make someone else feel warm. Be proud of your mission in this world. It is to bring light. And it's available multiple times a day to the people that God brings into our presence. I'm sitting here across from Craig, who's an incredible guy. He makes sure to message us, are you coming into the studio? He gets it down pat, he knows his work. Craig is an incredible guy and we give him a big shout out because he holds it all together. Recognize the people around you. That's what I'm doing in the studio today. I'm really here to bring acknowledgement to the man who makes it all happen. He's behind the scenes. When does he get his acknowledgement? It's when I partner with him. It's essential that we open our eyes and take pride in being God's emissary in the world, branch number six. And what's branch number seven? It's humility. And there are people in this world who have such greatness, but they carry themselves with such humility and in a quiet way are helping people everywhere. We don't know about them. I'll share with you a little story about the town miser. And this town miser wouldn't give to any organization, no matter who approached him, didn't give a thing. And people scorned him. And when he passed away, they buried him 
like at the edge of the cemetery, you know, nobody special. And the first Friday after he passed away, the rabbi's door didn't stop being knocked upon. People from the poorest parts of town were turning to the rabbi to help them make Shabbos. I don't have, I don't have. And the rabbi began to piece together a picture that every week somebody had been giving money to the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, so that the poor could get food for Shabbos and the weak. And it turned out to be this miser, this humble man who didn't want accolades, who didn't want to be known. This person upheld the whole town, supported the whole town. He didn't need to have a plaque. He didn't need to have an award. He didn't need to be honored at a dinner. And the rabbi ultimately gave the instruction that when he passes away, he wants to be buried next to this so-called miser. Branch number seven, do things in a humble way. We must all love God. How do we love God? By loving our fellow human being. There were chsidim who were sitting at a gathering together called a Fabrengen, and they were discussing the basis of the Torah is you shall love your fellow as yourself. But then there's the mitzvah, love the Lord your God. And they were, discussing, they were discussing which one is more important, love of your fellow or love of God. And eventually, they had a chance to ask the Rebbe, and the Rebbe said, loving your fellow is greater because we are called children to God and he who loves the child loves the father. He who loves the children, that's the greatest way of showing love for the father. And when the father sees that the children love each other, he reveals his love to them. When the father sees that the children are behaving like loyal brothers and sisters and caring, does my sister have what she needs? materially, spiritually, emotionally, mentally. Is my brother cared for? Which is what we're seeing incredibly throughout the world in Israel. Then our father behaves like a loving father and reveals his loving countenance of light. God becomes my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? You're listening to Conversations with Meshi only on 101.9 High FM. In the Gemara, there was a sage, I think it was Rabbi Yossi, and he said, Anon, we are. Poyala, poalim, workers, the Yamama of day. And the Rebbe explains, we are day workers. Does that mean we work the day shift? And the Hasidic explanation is we are workers to bring day. We are workers to bring light. When you live life with purpose, the purpose of bringing light to the world, 
Now the word for world in Hebrew is olam, oilam. And that shares a word with a, a root with the word helem, hidden. God created a world where he is hidden. The very first thing God created, heaven and earth, fire and water, yes, but we don't hear about that. We hear God created heaven and earth, and then God said, let there be light. Light. Oyer. Oyer is what it's all about. Everything about God is light, but he concealed it. He veiled it in order that we should reveal it. And it is waiting to be revealed wherever he takes us, and he takes us on every micro step throughout our lives, throughout our day, throughout every minute. Anan paela diyamemon anan. We are day workers. We have a job to do. We're not here for nothing, no matter who we are. We are here to bring day, to bring light, to reveal the light that Hashem has hidden in all of creation. He purposely made it dark where things are not obvious because he's given us a space in which we can partner with him tonight when Kiddush is recited and we hear or we say the Yom HaShishi, that first paragraph, Asher bara Elohim la'asot, that God created. He's celebrating, he's making Shabbos because he rested on the seventh day from making the world la'asot. That final word is a mystery. What does it mean to do? Because he left something to do and he gave it over to us. And what he left to do is the Parsha this week, to make a home for him. And the first Jewish woman, Sarah, she in her home had the model for the tabernacle for the temple. Not that she modeled her home on the tabernacle, but the tabernacle and the temples modeled on her home. And what did she have in her home? She had a candle. She had a Shabbos light that remained lit the whole week. It's not enough just to have a spot of holiness. Friday night, our entire week needs to be a week where we bring light the light of Hashem, holiness. Moshe brought it down, God's presence, and it rested in the tabernacle. But amazingly, in the Parsha this week, God instructs Moshe and says, and they shall make for me a sanctuary, and I will dwell. It doesn't say in it. It says, Besoichom. When they'll do that, I'll come dwell in them. God will dwell in us, in our homes, which is a, our miniature, miniature sanctuaries. We have the power to bring light, to be illuminated, to be uplifted, to be warm, to be passionate, to be alive, and to be delivering, to be building, to be partnering with Hashem. Hashem is here to stay. And Torah is the blueprint, the guide to help us navigate good choices so that we may illuminate the darkness and reveal 
that nothing is random, there is a creator, there is a director. The good news, it's a dark world. But ma'at oyer doi cheharbe choishech. A little bit of oyer, a little bit of light pushes away a lot of darkness. Picture a dark room, strike a match, turn on your cell phone. Suddenly we can see so much more than we could see before because when you're in the dark, you could, God forbid, trip and fall. You can, God forbid, step on something precious and break it. You could, God forbid, step on someone precious and hurt them. You could, God forbid, bring great damage to yourself and to others. And certainly you won't be able to appreciate the beauty around you. We are here to bring light, physical light, spiritual light. And it's one thing. We need to join the two together. And so, although we find ourselves in dark rooms very often, where the darkness covers the world, a little bit of light pushes away a lot of darkness. We are the bearers of light. Our souls are called the light of God. Kiner Hashem Nishmat Adam. God's soul is the candle of... Man's soul is the candle of God. God's light, God's candle is the soul of man. Ner Hashem Nishmat Adam. Let's not forget, we are God's candle. We are put into God's world in our homes, in our workplaces. It's God's world, and it's the world of action. And amazingly, the Baal Shem Tov points out that the word oyer, light, has the same numerical value as the word raz, secret. When we bring light in the world, we reveal the secret of creation. And whoever knows the secret can bring light. And the world is waiting for these darknesses and mysteries to be turned into light, for the light in the darkness to emerge. And that is up to us. And each one of us is a candle. And each one of us needs to know that the light that we send out, being it's a candle, is never diminished. One candle can illuminate thousands and thousands of candles. Tonight we're going to light our Shabbos candles. And when we light them, we need to remember to light them in the right time with the right bracha, there's power. And when we say that bracha, on the wings of that mitzvah, we can ask for anything. Let's not waste the opportunity. We have the power, the power of a mitzvah, and on the power, on the wings of the mitzvah, our requests are heard. In fact, Shabbos candles, Nerot Shabbat Kodesh, the Rebbe has pointed out, is an acronym for Neshek weaponry. When we use mitzvahs to illuminate the darkness, we will no longer have to go to war. We will no longer have to fight the enemy. The enemy will be neutralized through the spiritual weapons that we carry. I'll be right back after this short break. Mm -hmm. 
You're listening to Conversations with Mashi only on 101.9 High FM. And so this is the week where we read in the Torah, where we live with the teaching that God wants a home, very specific kind of home, specific materials, specific dimensions, specific objects to be made in order for God's presence to come dwell in our homes. But God comes to dwell not only in the Mishkan, God is waiting to dwell in our hearts and in our homes, and from there to dwell throughout the world. God does dwell throughout the world, but he's hidden, and it's up to us to shine the light to reveal God's presence, to be God's candle. Today, the birthday of Moshe Rabbeinu, when, as he was born, the house was filled with light. Today, on the birthday of Moshe Rabbeinu, the one who brought the Torah of light down into this world and was the one through whom the tabernacle was built where God's supernatural presence was revealed in an open way and where God traveled with the Jewish people throughout their journey in the desert as they refined and uplifted that entire area through their presence and their actions. <clears throat> On this day, let us remind ourselves that we are day workers. We are workers to bring day. Life is not meant to be simple. Life is a challenge. Got to get up every morning and go to work. And the work might be right there in your home. Let me share a story. A man who came to the Rebbe and asked for a blessing for his aged father. My father is a from Yid. My father is an observant Jew. But he cannot walk. He's ill and he cannot go to shul, and we have checked his tefillin and his mezuzahs, but he's very down. He wants to go to shul. He wants to serve God. He wants to do what a Jew does. And the Rebbe looked at this man, and he said, you say your father's a frumer yid, an observant Jew. Tell him that every time he does a mitzvah. He is doing God a favor. Doing Hashem a favor. Because without our mitzvahs, God's dream, his passion, his inner will of dwelling in this world, in this physical world amongst us, which can only come about when we refine this physical world and our physical behavior through mitzvahs, through light, the light of mitzvah, kiner mitzvah v'torah or a mitzvah is a candle and Torah is light, only then can God get his wish. So we're doing him a favor. I'm going to end with a story that we all love and something to think about. Do you remember that story where it was late one night, two hours into an audience with the Rebbe, and the then Israeli diplomat 
Yehuda of Nair, asked the Rebbe, Rebbe, what is it that you seek to accomplish? Yehuda, the Rebbe said to Avner, look there on the shelf. What is it that you see? And Yehuda Avner answered, a candle. No, said the Rebbe, it's not a candle. It's just a lump of wax with a string down the middle. When does this lump of wax become a candle? When you bring a flame to the wick. And his voice began to rise. And the Rebbe continued in a Talmudic sing-song, the wax is the body of the human being. And the wick is the neshama, the soul. The flame is the fire of Torah. When the soul is ignited by the flame of Torah, that's when a person becomes a candle, achieving the purpose for which he was created. And this is what I try to do, said the Rebbe, to help every man and woman achieve the purpose for which they were created. An hour later, with the sun about to rise and the meeting drawing to a close, Avner asked the Rebbe, so has the Rebbe lit my candle? No, answered the Rebbe quietly. I have given you the match. Only you can light your own candle. A guten Shabbos.